You're listening, you're listening to, to Not Your Average Culture, a podcast geared towards promoting less consuming and more doing, where I discuss topics related to dating, lifestyle, creatives, and entrepreneurship. This podcast will challenge you to open up your mind, think about things differently, and ask yourself, am I doing it for the culture or doing it for myself? I'm your host, Chardonnay. Let's get to it. You know, it's just, it's just like if somebody has something in their house, like, like yeah, I just got this this random collection. It's like, man, that collection's worth three, four million dollars. Like, well, I just, I just have it. You know. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of the same thing. You know, like you remember back in the day where um, we all had the Disney VHS tapes, mm-hmm. and 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 we, and we all collected the DVDs and stuff like that. And now they're worth like all this money. And it's like you talking about those same things I had on my shelf forever. It's, it's the same approach. Wow. Um, so, so I just didn't know what I had until someone empowered me and showed me like, yo, you can, you can do something with this and it actually could lead into opportunities. What's up everybody and welcome back to the Not Your Average Culture podcast. This week's episode falls under the creative category. So if you are someone who identifies as a writer, a producer, a musician, a podcaster, videographer, maybe some sort of designer, hairstylist, barber, chef, whatever. If you are someone who creates ideas and brings it to life for the consumption of others or to provide some type of service, you fall under the creative category. And so before I dive into the details of this episode, I want to share with you all a common theme that has been coming up for me in my personal life this year. And that theme is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. So for those of you who are tuning into my podcast for the very first time, I am someone who is naturally creative. I created this podcast and I'm also a freelance videographer. And sometimes I have this internal dialogue with myself where I'm like, oh, there is some type of shift that has to happen. I know that there's this particular thing that needs to be done or said, but I just don't want to be the one to do it. And even though I don't want to do it, I have to find the courage to push past the fear of rejection or things not turning out as planned and do it anyway. And so I think that this is a common theme that may come up with other creatives out there. Um, Within this year, there is a shift that has had to happen where you have to think about the way you used to do things and then how you need to do things moving forward. And so within this episode, I got a chance to talk to RJ Temple, who shared his journey about how he initially created screenplays and then someone sparked the idea of how he can repurpose and repackage some of the things that he was creating and it allowed him to expand into different industries and also expand on his services and grow his business in ways that he had not even imagined and so I want to encourage you all to listen to this podcast for the very end because he gives some great tips and great advice and he also shares advice for anyone interested in breaking into the theme entertainment industry. So, without further ado, let's get into this episode. Good morning. How are you? Hey, Charmaine. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you again. You too. <laughs> it's a lovely day. 
It is. How are you doing? Good. You up early? I am. I'm used to getting up early though because I'm a I'm a early riser, but I'm like um I do my best work like in the evening, but I'm an early riser. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm just kind of go with the flow. You know, I'm a musician, so so I'm used to being nocturnal. Mm -hmm. And so uh kind of works in a way for me to it's not like 20, I feel like I'm up 24 hours, but I still get sleep. I don't know. <laughs> you squeeze it in somehow. Yeah, yeah. Figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> All right. So, so can we start with, may you share with listeners a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah. So my name is RJ Temple. I'm originally from Savannah, Georgia. Um, I reside in Orlando, Florida. I am a show writer and music producer. I work in themed entertainment, so anything that's in the realm of theme parks or live shows, immersive experiences, uh, film, television, video games. I'm more so the creative mind behind a lot of the things that make that happen. Nice. That's what's up. So what got you started in the theme entertainment industry? Oh, yeah. So themed entertainment has just been, you know, a, a, an American culture, just a world culture of just getting away from reality, you know, being able to have time where you're experiencing, you know, magical experiences, fantasy driven experiences. And so as a kid, you know, I used to always go to the theme parks, you know, being from Georgia, you know, Florida is just a jump, jump over. Mm -hmm. And so my family used to go to Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, just like how a lot of families tend to go, you know, Six Flags, you know, a lot of these major companies. Uh, and it, it's always been very exciting for me to go. You know, I, I was, I saw it in a different eye, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, some people, they just go there and just get tired. Like, oh, I just, uh, you know, family time and, you know, being, waiting in lines and being hot. And, you know, a lot of times people look at it that way. But for me, I was like, wow, that music, wow, that story, wow, that character. And so even as a kid, you know, I was always so intrigued by how things worked around each other mm. and how the stories were with the music and the characters did this that when this music part came up when you know that story changed and you know what's this you know the, even the story that's in rides like whoa like what is that guy why is he up there oh that's connected to this and so i literally was doing that like all my life and so that kind of got me interested um into really thinking about you know maybe this is something i would enjoy to do for the rest of my life and so started playing around with it you know even though i was a musician at first you know um i saw it in a visual sense um of what music could do with with the visuals whether it be you know something like a character or, or a television show or something like that or, or theater mm -hmm. you know and then applying those two things and i looked up and i started creating my own ideas and people started paying me to do that and before I knew it, I was able to do it on a much larger scale. Um, that got major interest from, from awesome companies that I worked for. And um, it ended up to where I had a, a whole career, um, 20 years. Wow. So take me back to that space where uh, you said you just kind of started diving into it because you had a different perspective of the way you looked at like uh, the amusement yeah. parks and stuff that you were going into. So what was like the point where you started to do research into uh, like, you know, how to connect your interests and how to, like, break into the theme entertainment industry? Well, I, I, at first, I, I didn't really think it was an actual job. Mm. I thought it was just something that, you know, well, we just show up and things just happen. It's, <laughs> like, it's like, no, there actually is something, there's a structure to how this works. And so, um, and honestly, I didn't really pay attention to how it worked until like six or seven years ago, actually. Mm. You know, even though, uh, which is which is interesting, um, 
I didn't know I was in, I was doing themed entertainment work for 20 years until six years ago. How did that, like, how did that even happen? Just the interpretation of what you think it is, Mm -hmm. you know? You know, some people, you know, they take, you know, take advantage of their skill set or, or don't know anybody that has the same skill set. And so you're not quite sure what they even have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just like if somebody has something in their house, like, like, yeah, I just got this, this random collection. It's like, man, that collection is worth three, four million dollars. Like, well, I just, I just have it, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of the same thing. You know, like you remember back in the day where, um, we all had the Disney VHS tapes mm-hmm. and, and, and we, and we all collected the DVDs and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. now they're worth like all this money. And it's like, you're talking about those same things I had on my shelf forever. It's, it's the same approach. Wow. Um, so, so I just didn't know what I had until someone empowered me and showed me like, yo, you can't, you can do something with this and it actually could lead into opportunities. Mm. And so I had to be around the right environment. You know, some people that actually took a chance and saw what was happening and and actually helped me make sense of it. And so as a person of color, you don't really get a chance to have a lot of people around you that be like, yo, look at what you're doing. What you did is this. And let me show you how to get there. And what it's was not, that thing for you that you were doing? Well, I was writing shows. I was At this time in Savannah, um, I had a kid series called RJ and the Upbeats. And um, I saw a major need in the Savannah area to have a theme park level experience because, you know, there were a lot of kids that weren't able to break away. Their parents weren't able to have those experiences. And so I saw it as an obligation to say, hey, you know, I, I, I like, you know, the Muppets and all these different, you know, things coming up. You know, maybe I can have my own interpretation of what that could be you know, from an African-American standpoint. Mm. And, I, and I started developing shows. I looked up, I had 12 different stage plays, uh, 50 original characters, like dozens of soundtracks. You know, of course, being a musician, everything was really heavy in music and hip-hop and jazz and stuff. And so mixing that with kids, it was like a slam dunk. And by the time I looked up, I was, I was a vendor with the Board of Education. And wow. it turned into actual meat on the bones that I could utilize and then say, wow, this is... This is something. But again, I just didn't know what I had. You know, mm-hmm. I just thought I was doing something good for the community. And uh, it ended up being something that was way bigger that made me qualify for other things I didn't even know existed. Mm. Now, uh, would you say that now with you being within the theme entertainment industry, do you feel like you need a degree to break in? Because something that is interesting that you just pointed out to me is like, you know, you were doing your own thing. You was just doing something that you're passionate about, you're interested about. Um, and then someone pointed it out to you like, hey, you can expand on that. So now with you breaking into this industry in a different way, would you say that you needed a degree to get where you are today? Um, I w- I w- that's, a, that's a two-sided answer. Mm-hmm. Number one, education is important, no yeah. matter what it is. 80% of the time, what we go to school for, we're not really doing anyway. A lot of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <and> so <laughs> just keep that in mind. You know, that's just for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we try our best to, to utilize what we went to school for. But a lot of times it depends on the density of, of the opportunity, if, there's, if there even is something. Um, but to, your, to the answer to your question, I don't, I don't think, I think you just have the mindset. And, and not just that, the the interest in defining content for what that role is. Like for me, you know, um, 
you know, having an opportunity to create stuff for million, multi-million dollar projects for, for big organizations, you know, as a show writer, I, I went to school for music, you know, um, at Georgia Southern, and I minored in fashion design. Mm. And then I did Berkeley College of Music for audio production. So show writing is nowhere to be found in, in that degree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what got me there was my the way I could package creativity and how I saw what I can do musically. I can interpret that into writing. Mm. You know, so so again, it's really about, you know, like I see talent, you know, this is for anybody that's pursuing a career, a, a degree. Definitely, you know, if you like for me, my passion is music. I did that. I was able to accomplish things musically, but ended up to where, you know, when I did that, I saw my gift as like like a starting point and then started seeing, you know, different different, you know, pipes that's coming out of it, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of it is really tied to how do I see talent? Like, what is talent to me? Is it more than just one thing, you know? Or is it something that evolves, like a tree? Yeah. You know, you know, it's something that's not like, I am a business owner, but it's like, how are you expanding on your business? What are innovative ways that you're doing? This is interesting. You know, being in a pandemic, mm-hmm. everybody has to be in that space now. So it really is showing you, you know, how creative you really are when your arms are tied. Yeah. You know? And so I think in many cases, I think we have to redefine what creativity is. Mm. And then that's when the change really comes and opportunity too. Yeah, I, it's also interesting that you point that out, too, because yesterday I learned this this fun fact is that um, our minds do its best work when it's distracted or um, exhausted. So it's kind of interesting when some people, they come up with these ideas when they might be the most um, exhausted or distracted from something else. So that's interesting as well. And even just the point of just branching out into different avenues like to creatively think okay like I have this one thing that I'm focusing on but to just package it in different ways um that's mm-hmm. something interesting as yeah, well you're right, you're right. yeah it's, it's really about interpretation and how you see what you do and that determines what opportunities come next now with you being in like theme entertainment and then also doing a lot of your work for kids like how do you keep your imagination um like sparked and innovative and thinking of new things and boosting your creative creativity yeah um i I think it's an intentional effort to put yourself in an environment that continuously inspires you you know um being it's a choice to be creative, it's a, it's a choice to to see everything as an inspiration. You know, I think sometimes um, human boredom gets in the way of you being able to get to those levels. Mm-hmm. You know, not not asking enough questions and being curious about how things work. You know, you know what what made. I mean, I never thought that my creative ability would help create stuff for cruise ships and theme parks and high-end IPs. I mean, it's like, you know, I had to be curious and not question my ability. Mm -hmm. 
and just dive in, you know? And I think people, because, you know, I know Steve Harvey is always talking about if he never jumped, you know, where would he be? It's the same thing for all of us, you know, because I think people of color, we always feel like we don't qualify for something, mm-hmm. which is what society has placed on us. Like, you know, no, you're only two thirds of a person. No, you only can can go on the fields. No, you don't have the creative ability. Like for me, people question like, can you really do an attraction? Like, can you really like, like, look at the way you dress, look at the way you look. You know, can you really achieve a multi-million dollar thing? And the profiling shifts the mind and makes you question, like, even what you're capable of doing. But you, everybody has capacity to do it. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, just taking a chance on yourself and then seeing what, what could happen. So, I mean, it's, it's a big faith step, mm-hmm. but it's a step that's necessary. Absolutely. Um, and that's something that's, that stood out to me on your LinkedIn. When I checked out your LinkedIn, you put, I'm a jack of all trades. Oh. Is that kind of why you put jack of all trades? Or do you want to dive deeper into why you put that there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a risky thing to say because mm-hmm. you, cause you can't know everything, but I guess being multifarious in nature is kind of what made me be okay about saying that. Um, Back in the day, I I think what really caused a lot of this to be that way was uh, uh as a, especially as a musician, um, I used to always be in these scenarios where I had to make something that was extremely different from the next. Mm-hmm. So uh, I used to have a nickname called the Ghost Producer, mm. um, which means that I could literally take a situation musically and I can sound like somebody else. You know, so it's like if I could do a Celtic song. And then a hip hop song, and then something for a, 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 cinema, a for cinema, and then something for church, and it sounds like four different people. Uh, and so I, I used to have that reputation mm-hmm. um, a lot because I understand what it takes to, to, to achieve certain levels. You know, some people, you know, they'll they'll go in and they'll be like, "This is all me, and this is my little stamp," and you know, so almost like. You know, it's almost like a dog peeing on all the trees. It's like, yeah, yeah I've been here, I've been here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like, you know, for me, I've always been like very like paying attention to what does it take to achieve, you know, this creative goal here. And so, even if it requires me to do less of me and more of what it takes to do it, then that's a cool. But that that's what caused the jack of all trades: mixing music with, you know, I know how to do some writing. You know, I know how to do 3D modeling. Um, you know, I've done acting. I've done producing. Um, I mean, just, just quite a bit of things. And so when I go into a themed entertainment experience, you know, even like projection, you know, I've, I've had many of experiences working with a lot of different companies. And so having that, you know, it just made me understand everything, not be like a, like a, like a professional at all things, but at least understand what it takes to do it. Yeah. And that's what caused the jack of all trades to work. What you were speaking to kind of speaks to the last question that I had asked you about how like people of color or just people in general, we sometimes we um, cut ourselves out of applying for something or thinking that we're capable of doing something because uh, just the way like maybe the application may be worded or um, you may not realize that some of your different skills or creative things that you've done, you have the capacity to um to dive into a particular industry that you may not have been aware of. And I think that's important, especially 
during this time, um, just leaning on what other transferable skills do you have in order to see if you can dive into a new industry or a, a new role. So I love that you spoke to that. Um, now, is there any common myths or things that people have about this theme entertainment industry? Yeah. Um, that there is no room for you. Hmm. Uh, that you have to have A, B, and C first to get in the role. Honestly, I mean, I, I, I have to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, the reason why there is so much lack of diversity is because of friendships and people that we know and my family did this. And so that connects down and, and, and takes out the opportunities. On top of that assumption that especially people of color can't do certain things. You know, like, like I've talked to a company and um, actually one of my good friends worked for one of the major companies, I don't even say their names, but they, um, one of her, one of her questions to them was like, where's all the black people? <laughs> that was just, <laughs> and, she, and then, and, the, and their answer was, we just don't know anybody that has the skill. And I'm just like, okay, well, that's a great answer. Awesome. Even though there's like four HBCUs to the North and four HBCUs in South, and there are HBCUs in this area. Mm -hmm. um, and not just at HBCUs. I mean, there's people of color that go to that go to average, average, you know, schools, you know, and universities. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice to assume that no one of color does certain things. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, it, it slows it slows down to you know everybody's talking about diversity and inclusion, and all this other stuff. You know. That, that I always say diversity and inclusion is not a conversation, it's an action. Yeah. It's, it's an obligation. And so if you're you're singing the praises of diversity and inclusion and look at our our groups and stuff, you know, it, it, it's nothing to show for it. What's the point? And so I just think that it, it's, 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 it's just an assumption. It's, it's a waste of time that a lot of these companies, you know, hide under. You know, like, you know, for here's another example. Uh, when George, the whole George Floyd thing came out, everybody's like, oh, I'm giving $100 million to this organization, this minority group, and this, this, and that, that. I'm sure quite a few of them did. Maybe it was under under the carpet. If they did it, wonderful. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at how it impacts the community. Yeah. What I'm seeing are Facebook groups being, like, 200,000, 300,000, where it's just all minorities and we're just trying to help each other out. Yeah. And so that leads me to my next question is, with what's currently going on in the world, are there some tips or advice that you can share with people regarding like breaking into the industry or even to speak more on something that you've created, which is Creative Quest? Um, yeah. Can you talk more about that and explain what other resources are out there for people who are, who think that there's no room for you, but uh, since you're in the industry, can you give us yeah, some insight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would I would talk more about Creative Quest first. They, their Creative Quest is 
is I created it a year and a half ago. Um, it helps minorities pursue careers in being entertainment. Um, and not only that, be able to build relationships with people that are going in the same direction, as well as con connect with major corporations that are, that are advocates to diversity and inclusion, wanting action. Um, cool, cool fact, our first event was in January. Mm. Uh, and uh, it was at Nickelodeon's office. Mm. And uh, it, was, it was such a great time because it was the first time in, in forever uh, they had something like this where it, it didn't matter, you know, cause you know, a lot of these, a lot of companies know it's kind of like, well, you have to be this, this array of talent in order to even breathe the same air as this room, you know? And so <laughs> it, it, it kind of took the veil off of all that. And they went in and just, and, I mean, saw all the stuff, you know, these people that do Dark Explorer and, you know, um, Turtles, SpongeBob. I mean, they did all the attractions, you know, that stuff that you see at Universal, you know, down to the hotels, um, you know, Shimmer and Shine, you know, all these cool, cool IPs. Um, Paw Patrol mm -hmm. um, live as well. And they got a chance to just get a breakdown of how all that worked and just 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 have have a have a sandwich and a drink and just talk about, you know, talk with these these extremely successful professionals, you know, and it was cool to see those two um, take place. So yeah, Creative Quest is a great resource. I highly recommend, you know, look us up online uh, on Facebook and and also on Instagram, and uh, and and then also we focus on racial discrimination in the workplace as well. And so we we're, we're working with employee relations um, for for other companies. So if there's it's issues of racial discrimination. We bring more awareness to it so we can demolish a lot of those issues um, that's hindering diversity and inclusion to even exist. Um, and um, we also have uh, other great companies I I'll also recommend, you know, like uh, Slice Creative Network. Mm. Um, I'm a board member there. Um, they they actually are taking free, they actually have, I think, free memberships uh, right now um, that are for anybody who's an illustrator, producer, show director, or alike, you know, they'll, they have workshops that are so awesome. And uh, Melody Metheny is, is, the, is, one, is the leader of the organization she does great work um and we are a partner with them nice. as well um so that's 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 also a good thing um looking into uh uh, uh t themed entertainment association is another good one um they they also do a lot of stuff in town you know actually worldwide um to uh bring more awareness to you know how do i how do i get in the industry what are some standards you know workshops you know they have mixers uh, so that, those are my two main, well, three, you know, main things I would recommend uh, for anybody who's trying to break in. And I mean, they have uh, the Immersive Worlds Handbook, um, designing theme parks and consumer spaces um, by Scott Lucas is a great paperback um, as well. Um, I would recommend um, to check out. You can get that on Amazon as well. Uh, Immersive Worlds is, are, are pretty much you know, the the mecca of, of what we do in pain entertainment, literally taking you out of, of, of a place and, and planting you into something that you never experienced before. So that, that's a cool book to check out as well. Nice, nice, nice. Um, thank you for sharing that with me. And I think I am ready to move on to the culture round. Are you ready? Yes. All right. <laughs> So 
These are going to be three questions um, geared towards providing a fun call to action and takeaway for listeners. Uh, One of them we kind of touched on with resources that you can share for people interested in the theme entertainment industry. But um, I'll I'll switch it up a little bit. Uh, What is one thing that you have observed that has become a common trend amongst people that you would like to challenge people to do or think about differently for one week? Um, your capacity, you know, sometimes people question, like, I don't have enough. I just don't have the, the, the ability to do that. It's like, did you really take time out to figure out if that's true? And if so, have you found different ways to, to do it? I think sometimes people get landlocked. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, especially when you don't focus enough time on yourself, you know, you don't really know what you're capable of doing. You know, and, and, and this is the perfect time. I don't understand why somebody would not have the time now, you know, to say, let me focus on me. Instead, they'll, they just got the pork rinds and they got the Netflix and they just saw, <laughs> my life is terrible. I want to go back to work. And it's like, yo, you can take that whole 30 minutes to an hour that you gave to SpongeBob or whoever, and you can, you can create, you know, find out where your capacity is, what your talent is for. Mm-hmm. And figuring so it out. That for a week, you'll find out so much more about yourself. For, for sure. I absolutely agree. And just like figuring out how to delegate and distribute the things that you want to work on. Um, I recently, I was um, working on a project and um, I, had to, I had all these different things I had to do and capacity I thought I had to do it all it's like no you can come up with the idea and you can find other people to uh to branch out to that could be your friend you can teach your little cousin sister brother auntie some new Mm -hmm. skills if you know somebody else who's not really doing nothing you can spread out you know the things that you're working on and bring other people on board to do it and bring whatever it is you're working on to life so that's so true like bringing people in that has the same vision the same drive as you. I mean, that's I do everything. So when I got a team around me, I was just like, "Oh, glory!" You know, what I'm saying <laughs> just really, just, just, and then you can have more time to just create and and you know and get sleep and yeah. <laughs> all these things that are important <laughs> for sure. Uh, so my next question is, um, what's one thing you can tell your you would tell your 16 year old self and why? Uh, don't do that. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone regrets what they did as a teenager. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I think for me, it was the way I thought, you know, um, cause because even back then, I still was creating and developing stuff, but I just didn't take it seriously. I just thought it was just a, you know, just something to get the ladies, or you know, just something to just do something, you know, to to you know, I don't know, just 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 young. Yeah. So, um, if I knew what I had, you know, I would have been able to get a lot more ground covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know what makes a lot of these, you know, like Kiki Palmer and like all these awesome talents that's like got it early and so they've been in the game so long that you forget they, they just in their mid-20s or so and i'm just like wow so they caught on super early 
Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, because, and I think a lot of it is, you know, having the ability, you know, the time, you know, I, I get all that. But I think a lot of it is really a switch in the mind to say, hey, you know, this is what I got. Let me get that. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I think I should have did at 16. I would have been way off, you know. Nice, nice, nice. Now, um, do you have any additional resources or anything that you think would be useful uh, for the audience to know before we sign off for today? Yeah, um, I would say definitely check us out. You know what we do. Um, I, I think for me, it's just, you know, it's all about the company you keep and, and, and what you feed yourself. Is, is where you go, you know, that's, that's the outcome. And so, um, that'll be the Imagination Workshop, you know, that's our, my company, you know, that handles Creative Quest. We even have clothing, figure apparel, Jerry, Jerry, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of different groups under us. Mm-hmm. Um, we we want to be able to be, you know, a light to, to, to show that, you know, people of color are out here, mm-hmm. you know? We want work, we want opportunity. And here's an example. Let us be an example to show you that, you know, that stereotypes and profiles are a waste of time. You know, we can be professionals. We are hungry. We are excited. And we have the drive and we have the the resources and talent, you know. And if we can't find somebody, we can find somebody for you, just like how everybody else does. Mm -hmm. So um, anybody who's out there that's pursuing anything, in the realm of themed entertainment. Don't get discouraged. You know, know that you have what it takes to be great, you know, and don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. You know, just 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 dive in. And if you don't know something, you know, just reach out to me. You know, I, 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 I'm always, I've been met on LinkedIn through a good friend, Patrick. Yes. You know, so, and look, you know, now we're chopping it up. So, I mean, it's really about taking that extra step and so I encourage you, don't get discouraged by what's going on now. People are going to always, you know, misinterpret, you know, who we are as individuals and, you know, but don't let that slow you down. You, this is a, 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 great, a great time to innovate. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what happens for you as well. So. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So there you have it, everyone. This concludes this week's episode. One of the major takeaways for me was... Um, don't think that there's not any room for you within a particular industry. Um, I always say this to a ton of my friends. They come up with these innovative ideas and creative things that they want to do. And they're like, oh, this person has one already. Or this person is doing this already. Or somebody's already done that. And I always try to encourage and uplift them. I'm like, do you know how many different flavors of ice cream there is out there? Like, there's a ton of different ice creams a ton of different brands and if my favorite ice cream company had that same mentality of you know i'm not going to create my ice cream brand because there's already so many that's out there that exist then i would be short of my favorite ice cream and so one thing that i want to encourage you all is um as you may be exploring new roles or new opportunities or new things for your future don't cut yourself out of an opportunity or think you're not capable of doing a particular role or job just because you may not 
have something that's specifically listed on the job description. A lot of times when companies list a particular role, they're putting their dream applicant. They are putting what a perfect candidate will look like. But if you have maybe one or two things that you're capable of doing well and you're good at it and you're strong at it, you may have some transferable skills, some other things that you have done similar to the other things that they mentioned on the job description that may be suitable for you filling the role. And so by you not even applying yourself or being curious or looking to other things, you're already eliminating or cutting yourself out of an opportunity that may be accessible for you all. And so one thing that I want to encourage you all and something to take away from this episode is to stay curious and use the momentum of this moment to really put yourself out there and to dive into new and exciting things that interest you. So that's all I have for this episode. Till next time, peace, love, and everything in between. I'm out. Thank you.